Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The Biden administration's solar energy agenda is once again facing a major test from Congress, this time partly driven by opposition within the president's own party. That's because House lawmakers are moving toward reversing the Biden administration's controversial two-year pause on solar import tariffs from four Southeast Asian countries, which have served as conduits for Chinese solar equipment. Now, this congressional push is alarming some in the U.S. solar industry, which is vital to President Joe Biden's clean energy goals. But at the same time, it puts Democrats in a tough position between siding with the president or looking weak on China. So today, Politico's Kelsey Tamburino on why Biden's solar panel problem is back and why the debate doesn't fall along partisan lines. It's Thursday, April 20th. So this is really a reemergence of an issue the Biden administration has been dealing with since last year when the Commerce Department initiated a investigation into whether companies were circumventing existing tariffs on China by routing solar products through four Southeast Asian nations, Malaysia, Vietnam, Cambodia, and Thailand. So just the beginning of that investigation had caused concern in the solar industry about freezing imports coming into the U.S. and potentially slowing deployment and risking undercutting the Biden administration's climate goals. There was differing opinions on whether that would be the effect of this. And we saw folks on the other side who supported domestic manufacturing arguing against that and supporting this investigation and the need to enforce U.S. trade laws. So basically, that investigation was happening. The president last year in June, before any findings came out, put in place an emergency declaration that would pause any new solar tariffs from those four countries for a period of two years to kind of answer some of those concerns and give the U.S. industry a bridge to move imports into the U.S. and build up a domestic manufacturing base for the solar supply chain here. In the time since then, the Inflation Reduction Act was passed, one which obviously, as we've talked about in this podcast, includes a heavy focus on domestic manufacturing and building supply chains here in the U.S. The Commerce Department issued its initial findings that this circumvention was indeed happening. They named specific companies that were doing this in these four nations. And so because of that, we saw a bipartisan resolution introduced earlier this year to undo this pause. And the argument being that we need to enforce U.S. trade laws and support domestic manufacturing here. It had, at the time, three Democratic sponsors and three Republican sponsors. Those numbers have increased since then. And so the Ways and Means Committee which is the committee this would go through, voted on Wednesday to advance that to the floor. We saw support from at least one Democrat, two Democrats that are co-sponsors weren't in attendance, but presumably would have voted in favor of this. And so the test we're seeing for the administration is really this emergence of this conversation again on how to balance U.S. trade priorities with the climate crisis and the clean energy goals that the administration have set. And we're expecting to see this on the floor. So this is only going to continue lobbying efforts on this is only going to heighten and we're going to see an increased focus on this debate going forward. Yeah. Why are you expecting this to be such a difficult vote for Democrats on the floor, particularly at this moment when Republicans we know are very much politicking on anything anti-China? And you've reported that a vote on the floor could get more Democratic votes than previous efforts we've seen this Congress to overturn other Biden administration energy and climate moves. 
I mean, I've spoke to a lot of folks on the Hill and in the industry, and that's kind of the consensus I've heard from most people that this is going to potentially get more Democratic support. And the reason for that is just the tricky balancing act here and where folks fall on this conversation of climate change and trade policy. And also just this discussion that we're seeing from Republicans and some Democrats on this issue about the reliance on China and not ceding and being soft on China here. And so we're seeing Republicans use that argument in support of this resolution. I think when you're talking about China, especially in an election year, we could see some vulnerable Democrats vote to undo this to your pause, given just the focus on China and that uncomfortable vote that they're going to have to take here. We're hearing one side of this really frame this as enforcement of U.S. trade law, and again, not ceding to China and to holding them accountable, but also just U.S. workers and building up domestic industry. And so it's going to be a difficult vote, I think, for a lot of Democrats who might be in vulnerable districts, might be in districts home to manufacturing. I should say all Republicans on ways and means voted in favor of moving this resolution forward. Although we could also see some difficult votes even on the Republican side here, given how many projects we're seeing going into red districts. And a lot of the companies are bringing these projects to these districts themselves don't support undoing this resolution because, again, they think it's going to slow imports and become a problem with meeting their targets. Interesting. And how has the Biden administration responded to these calls to undo his pause on solar import tariffs? Yeah, so so far, the Biden administration has not issued a veto threat on this. They have not issued a statement of administrative policy. And I think most folks expect that they would veto it if it were to come to the president's desk, just given that this is a statement or that this is a policy he enacted last year that was really meant to be a balance between these competing interests. I think the administration thought that they were taking action that could help both domestic industry and meet the concerns of the solar industry, solar developers. So I think most folks expect them to issue a veto here, but we don't know that for sure yet. And we haven't seen anything directly from the president on this point. But yeah, he's definitely will be facing, you know, dueling pressures. As I noted, we're, there's a lot of lobbying going on on this issue on both sides of the debate. Yeah. And how are solar industry advocates responding to all of this, given they really pushed for this this pause in the first place? The solar trade groups, clean energy trade groups, and a lot of solar developers and installers are arguing that this is going to be a costly action if it were to be undone. So they estimate to the tune of $1 billion is the companies could be liable to the tune of $1 billion in retroactive duties should this resolution go forward. Retroactive duties dating back to April of last year. They say that it also would cost U.S. jobs and can cost as much as four gigawatts of solar deployment. They're also pointing out that the initial findings from commerce in December changes kind of the playing field of how these circumvention cases have previously been decided. So there's some legal questions there, but largely they're really trying to make the case to their allies on the Hill that this is something that would really undercut climate goals and would impact U.S. jobs in the same way that we're hearing the other side of this say it would really benefit domestic manufacturing and and those jobs should this resolution go forward. Also, on Wednesday, House Republicans introduced legislation that would raise the federal debt limit in tandem with a series of policy changes, regulatory rollbacks, and spending cuts, including repealing a host of green energy tax incentives in Democrats' Inflation Reduction Act. Speaker Kevin McCarthy is eyeing to pass the proposal in the House next week, but the bill amounts to a legislative wish list that has no future in the Senate. That's because Senate Democratic leaders have joined with President Joe Biden in refusing to negotiate policy changes as part of the debt ceiling. 
They argued that lawmakers should raise the borrowing cap without conditions, as Congress repeatedly did under former President Donald Trump. For more news on energy and environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow.